Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. When my firstborn, Spencer, was a little kid, he got to do a lot of special things. When he was born, I was still working in television. And we would have things like the Easter Bunny come knock on the door when he was a little toddler. And it would be live on TV on Sunday morning on the, on Fox 4 News and things like that. He rode around in the Channel 4 helicopter. We went to high school football games together. He had some odd little things as a kid. I know I'm going to get in trouble with him for saying all these things on this day. This day where he's marrying Courtney Kowal in Phoenix. And they're getting ready to start their life together. He was a little hair twirler as a kid. His first word was spumble, and I don't know why that was. I think I think we taught him his name, and he was trying to maybe say Spencer. And we, we called him Spumble for years. Like, he's Bumble, Spumble, Spumble. It's the first thing he ever said. Maybe he heard me say Fumble really loud watching football. I don't really know. But I'll never forget that his first word was Spumble, and I'll never forget some of the first things that he did as a kid, first days at school, the friends that he had, the things that he was that he loved doing. He fancied himself quite the golfer at a fairly young age, and he really liked to have a good-looking golf glove on. And He didn't mind having his shirt tucked in to look just right and look the part. He liked to have a, a Tiger Woods hat. He was a bit of a Tiger Woods fan, obviously, growing up and things like that. And as he's getting ready to get married, you just think about so many things in his life, things that he did. You know, we, we tend to remember if he got in trouble for this or it was disappointing that this happened with this class in college or... You know, we always seem to remember and dwell on and and never forget a lot of negative things. But man, on this day, all I can remember is the cute little things he did as a kid. That's that's all that's going through my mind is the cute little things he did as a kid. And he was an adorable child. He was well-behaved. He was liked by everyone. His trouble didn't come until high school and college. Um, My other two were kind of the opposite of that, actually. They were a little more difficult early, especially Cameron, my middle son. He was quite a handful as a child. And then he got easier. In high school and college, he just became very independent and he's on his own. And he's just, You just don't worry about Cameron. He's just a guy you never really worry about. You just don't have to worry about him. And that's a compliment in that. I've often said that a lot of people in my life just don't really worry about me. And I'm like, I don't want you to worry about me. That's great. I got this. And so there's something really cool about that. Abby was really smart, so she breezed through school but, you know, teenage girls, do I need to say more? But Spence, until he was maybe like a senior in high school, was like, especially as a kid, he was always smiling. He he loved his grandpa Keatsman, and he was really the only of the, my three kids that really knew him, but he knew him well. We had Mondays and Tuesdays off, or I did from Channel 4, and so it was me and Spence for four years, from 90 to 94, until Cameron was born. His first four years, every Monday and Tuesday, we just hung out. It was my off days. And, and Spencer's mom was at work and I hung out with my dad all the time and we'd go down there. We'd go to the woodlands and go to the dog races. I mean, I had like a two-year-old at the woodlands walking around. We got the cutest pictures ever. He used to like holding up the, the little sports page in his hand and looking like his grandpa reading the sports page and things like that. So many adorable, cute moments as a child. And he's been a man for a long time. He's 33. So this is not some you know, 22-year-old getting married. I'm like, wow, he's really transitioning to the next phase. He's been on his own for quite some time. But still, you just think about him as babies, or at least that's what I've been thinking about most of this day as he's getting ready to get married. And I'm just so excited for them and their future and their life that's ahead. And I know they're going to be happy and, and they've got it pretty good. They both just have really good careers going 
right now they're in just terrific positive places. They're healthy and young and everything's a possibility. They love living in the desert. They love Arizona. She has great family support and structure there. Spencer has family that loves to visit him there. <laughs> so it's just, it's just worked out great. You always worry for your kids. Like, is this going to be okay? It's, this is fantastic. Complete, utter, five-star blessing from Kevin and Jessica for Spence. Good luck to you, buddy. It's going to be great. He's going to join us in just a couple of moments. We'll talk a little bit about how he met his fiance. We'll also talk some sports. We'll preview the Chiefs and Chargers. We'll talk a little KUK State and Missouri football. It is all brought to you on this episode of KKHI by IdealHealthKC.com. Dr. Kip Van Camp, he's actually working with a couple friends of mine now. And I spoke with one this week, and she says she's doing great. She's doing the blood spinning and believes that she's not really felt the same after getting some COVID shots. And it's really helping. And that was just great to hear. So it's awesome that they're giving it a chance. And he says it's about 80% of the people he works with that you see a real benefit. Whether you have joint pain, Alzheimer's onset, Parkinson's, things like that, you can use your body's tissue through tissue or stem cells or with blood spinning, which is just the PRP is remarkable what it does for you. It gets the the good cells, the good things in your blood back working for you. To get them off the unemployment line, it puts them working for you again, for your body. And it's it's pretty cool stuff. IdealHealthKC.com. If you'd like to schedule a consultation with Dr. Van Camp and tell him what's ailing you and maybe he can help you, it's an easy phone call. 913-745-5300 or online at IdealHealthKC.com. Jocelyn's Jewelry this weekend. We're in the wedding mood here in Arizona. But if you're looking for an engagement ring, there's no place better than Jocelyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch. They have thousands of diamonds to choose from, all kinds of different rings and settings, and they'll build it and make it for you. They'll make this process so easy, guys, for you if you're getting ready to pop the question. 95th and Antioch in Overland Park, online at jocelynsjewelry.com. No commissions ever, family owned and operated forever. The jewel you'll recommend to your friends and family is Jocelyn's. And Buck Roofing and Construction. Buck Roofing will give you a free roof estimate if you want to see uh, inspection, an estimate, an inspection on your roof to see if you've got any hail damage up there, torn shingles, busted up things. If it's been a while since anybody's been on your roof, call Ron Buck and his team at 913-384-2680. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. And don't forget Buck Disposal now for all your disposal needs as well on the job site, buckdisposal.com. All right, this one's for me, folks. Spencer, you all know him. He's done the weekend podcasts and been on here and filled in for me from time to time. And, and this is his big night as he's getting married in, at a beautiful wedding venue in Chandler, Arizona. We're so excited. And I got a chance to speak with him a couple of days ago. So the interview is not happening on Friday. Uh, this was a couple of days ago when I spoke with Spence about life and football and sports and what is ahead. Hit it! The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. All right, Spence Man joins us now. It's an exciting time. We're so happy to have him on the podcast. I know so many of you have heard him when he's filled in for me and done some weekend podcasts through the years. He doesn't do as much of it these days, but I know that he likes talking, he likes broadcasting, he likes talking about sports. And it's a big week for him. So father and son, here we are. What's up, Spence, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm good. It's just a busy week for the two of us, our families, a lot of people 
coming into town and it's it's pretty exciting we both have uh quite a few relatives from out of town coming in i finally did the guest list and it's about 70 to 30 kowal the keatsman on the guest list so i i lost that one okay pretty, uh, pretty- <laughs> that's okay that's that's okay so that, that work that actually works out okay i'm i'm a little surprised to hear that but you know, they've got everybody in the Phoenix area and, and people here. There's some people we know here that couldn't make it and things like that. And it's a difficult thing for a destination wedding, but it's going to be fun. What are you, what are you looking forward to the most about this whole thing? Um, I, I think the, just, uh, I'm obviously looking forward to the wedding, but um, for our side of the family in particular with both you and my mom's side, there's relatives here that, I don't get to see a whole lot. I can't remember the last time I saw, you know, Aunt Karen, for example, and they're going to be here. So, and same with on my mom's side, there's relatives coming that, you know, we all haven't seen each other in a very long time. And I think that's going to be pretty dang cool to see everyone together, um, to have all the pictures with all my family, with me and Courtney. Um, You know, there's going to be some pictures taken that it's possible there's going to be certain people in pictures that this is the last time we all take a picture together. That's, I thought about that. That's kind of weird. So, um, I, I just think all the family being here and anybody who's been married before, um, they know what I'm talking about. And I know you certainly understand what I'm talking about. And so do the listeners. So that's what I'm most looking forward to. You got a little wrinkle thrown at you here. It's about 15 degrees hotter than it normally is this time of year in Phoenix. You're looking mm-hmm. at mid to upper 90s for your wedding ceremony outside. I think that caught you off guard a little bit. We're going to be okay? Yeah, we'll be fine. I That's better than rain. Um, <laughs> yeah. But because it is an outdoor wedding, there was a contingency um, plan to move it inside. And I actually got contacted by the wedding venue saying, we're looking at 98 degrees on Friday. Do you want to move this thing inside? And I said, no, we'll be okay. Um, it's the, the ceremonies at sunset. Once the sun goes down, it'll feel good outside. There just won't be any fire pits going. Maybe like we thought there would be. Um, but, but you no, know, I mean, highs normally this time of year in the mid eighties, it's going to be a little warmer than that. We got a heat wave coming in. It is what it is. I'd rather have that than rain. Because when it rains out here, you you don't really know it's coming until maybe an hour or two out. You know, they kind of have a general idea. But it's not like Kansas City where you know three days in advance, there's a 100% chance of rain for six hours from noon to 6 p.m. You know, we don't really have that out here. They kind of just pop up out of nowhere. That's awesome. Well, it's going to be a little warm, but we're going to have a great time with it all. How did you... uh... What can you tell our (laughs) listeners about Courtney or or what you would want to share about her and your your marriage. How did you, I don't, I don't even know if I know the story of when you guys met, how long have you been together? When did you first meet? January of 2018 was when we first met. Um, so we met on Bumble, the dating app. And at the time I was like on Bumble, just trying to meet girls and stuff like that. I didn't really take it too seriously. And I don't think she did either. Um, I've got about three and a half years in age on her. So I met her, I think I was 27 about to turn 28 and she was 24. Um, and our first date was the Phoenix open. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first real date. (laughs) we met for lunch. We met for lunch for just like a minute. And then like a week and a half later, 
I had Phoenix Open tickets from my job. I was working at Scottsdale National at the time, and a bunch of members dropped a bunch of, you know, GA passes on us for the Phoenix Open for Saturday, which is the busiest day. She's born and raised here. She had never been in her life. She had never touched a golf club. She had never watched anything golf on TV. Mm. So she didn't know what to expect. And <laughs> she was blown away by how many people there were there. But I always like to tell people our first real date was in, with 200,000 other people. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. There's nothing like the Phoenix Open. Where did you meet for lunch? Uh, it was Chipotle, believe it or not. Okay, yeah, well, In Scottsdale? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chipotle, Scottsdale. That's a harm. That's a perfect place to go meet somebody off of Bumble. What the hell is Bumble, by the way? It. Explain this to me. It's just pictures of people <laughs> swipe left, swipe right. Is that how it works? Yeah, there's a, well, it's a lot different now, probably. I wouldn't know. I haven't been on it since we met. Right. You guys so, have deleted the apps, right? Both of you have deleted Bumble at this point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still have the original conversation screenshotted, I think. Um, and, it started off with like, you know, on the Bumble profile, there's pictures of you, obviously, um, and a short little bio, things you like to do, you know, hiking, you know, watching football, blah, 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 stuff like that. Um, and you basically swipe right means yes, I'm interested. Left means no, based on five pictures in a two paragraph bio about a person. Right. That's what you're taking. You're <laughs> You know, you're taking a gamble on that. And then, you know, you start messaging each other and then you decide if you want to, you know, meet up for lunch or a beer or something like that. And that's kind of how it goes. So, but it worked out like I had been on Bumble dates before that were terrible. Um, so I, I didn't really take it seriously and I don't think she did either. But lo and behold, six years later, we're getting married. Right. <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. It really is. And maybe some of the younger listeners have have uh, been through the same thing or even some of the older listeners. I mean, I've heard stories of people in their fifties and sixties, maybe on their second marriage in life that have met on the apps and gotten married. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, turns out she had never really seen or knew anything about golf, but she is a sports fan. She loves the Arizona diamondbacks and her Arizona mm -hmm. state sun devils. You guys have season tickets or one of the, the mini plans to the diamondbacks who haven't quite a year. They're in the national league championship series. Right now, that's got to yeah. be exciting to have the Diamondbacks in the National League Championship Series while you're getting married. Is she does she is she like on the edge of her seat every game watching these things? How does she handle these games? Uh, she's she's actually pretty calm. She's more uh, on the edge of her seat about the Minnesota Vikings, which was uh, her dad was from Minnesota, huge Vikings fan, so she grew up watching the Vikings. But um, you, you know, she gets excited about it, obviously, and she's always just like going to the ballpark. I don't even know if it's so much the game itself. She knows baseball. She knows everything about it and she likes it, but I, I think she likes the ballpark, the, the fun stuff there, whether it's the silly games they do between innings on camera. She loves the 50, 50 raffle. Every time we go, she puts a $10 bill in on the 50, 50 raffle. And of course, grandma Keatsman knows all about that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she, she loves doing that. She, she just loves the whole experience of going to a game. Um, I don't know if she's a big fan of watching on TV as much as she is, is, is going to the game, but she's just a sort of an old school, all American girl in a way that she yeah. likes being around people and going to the ball game. She gets the same margarita every time she goes <laughs> and, uh, just loves every, every bit of it. But so yeah, I think, I think we had a conversation with her about the 50, 50 raffle, maybe not the last time we were out there, but maybe a year or two ago. 
and we told her about grandma winning. They won like $7,000 in the 50-50 raffle at a Royals game. That was my mom and, and Aunt Karen, who you were just discussing, my sister Karen. We talked to her about that one time and told her that story. I'm pretty sure, didn't we? We did, and I believe there was some controversy involved in in the Karen and Grandma Keith 50-50. I, I don't know the whole story. I've heard uh, a couple different things, but I know your belief on what should have uh, happened, and I don't know that it did. did it? <laughs> well, I was supposed to be in seat number four, and apparently they split it four ways. And I it wasn't. Was your seat. I, I wasn't there when yeah. it happened. Oh, they were my seats and my tickets. <laughs> the whole deal. <laughs> but it is all good now. It's all forgotten now, and we'll see. Uh, you know, your grandmother's very excited that that there's a casino real close to where she's staying here at this wedding. She's she was in there on Thursday, and she's just very excited that there's a casino. I mean, it's just it's it's made the trip for her. She loves the wedding, and this may be mm-hmm. absolutely the last time she travels anywhere. I mean, she said. She's never traveling anywhere again unless a, a grandchild gets married or a baby is born, and she'd consider it. Okay. But Aunt Connie's doing a really nice job of taking care of her and, and making sure everything's going to be good here. So we, I, I think it's really cool that she's 90 and she's coming to your wedding. We may have to keep her uh, in the shade, I, however. That's, that's fine. There'll be plenty of it. There's plenty of big trees there, and the sun will be going down anyways. But I, I think Grandma's going to be a little disappointed at what the table minimums for blackjack are, are out here. Uh-oh. I think that- is it high? They can, be, they can be pretty high. Um, it depends on the night you go, but weekend nights, sometimes they're $25 minimums on the blackjack tables, which I don't know if uh, – I, I know Granny loves to play, but if I remember correctly, she's usually the one that wins 100 bucks and gets out. Is well, that not wrong? This is great. That You know, she lives in that uh, senior apartment complex, and there's a bunch of people right. that like to play blackjack. They play poker every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but – about once a month, they've got a man there who who doesn't mind driving, and he's got an SUV, and five of them get in his SUV and drive all the way to the casino in St. Joseph, Missouri, because they have $5 blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> now, she's not going to find Forget- that in Arizona, I can promise you, but she'll, she'll be no, okay. There's no $5 blackjack here. That does not exist. <laughs> she's just going to have to splurge. Instead of buying in for 100 she's going to have to buy in for 200 and play whatever it is. Right. But I'm, I'm sure she'll be fine. Right. So. It's yeah, uh, she'll it, love it. Yeah, it's all good. It's it's going to be a blast. And then you guys are going to uh, tell me about your honeymoon. You're going to be going to Colorado, and and you you said you were excited about going to the mountains because it's been hot, obviously, in Arizona all summer, and now it's really hot this week as well. You can't wait to get to Colorado. It's probably going to be in the 50s and 60s. That'll be a, a good feeling for you, won't it? Well, I was telling Courtney, 98 degrees the day we leave Phoenix, land in Denver. Drive to the mountains. I rented us a Jeep. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and it's going to be a high of like 48. <laughs> so we got like a 50 degree temperature swing in the matter of uh, seven or eight hours. So um, I, you, you just hope when that happens that you don't get sick. I think that's the thing I'm most concerned about is getting sick. Because when you go from 98 to 48 yeah. at altitude, you'll be all right. Um, I, you know, that's what she's worried about. She's worried she's going to get sick just because of the temperature drop. But we've got a bunch of things planned. You know, we've got some electronic bike tours. I've got a, there's an old mining town near Breckenridge called, uh, gosh, I think it's called Frisco, Colorado, yeah. where we, they let you rent a bike and it, it's about a 20 mile electric bike ride um, that has its own path along the side of this state highway. And it's just a, from what I've read about it, it's, it's just a beautiful drive that time of year in Colorado. That's great. And so we're doing a few brewery tours on those, 
on those bike trips. It'll be fun. And we, we don't really have a whole lot planned, I guess. It's going to be sort of play it by ear because um, it's not ski season out there yet. You can't do any of that. Uh, the lifts won't be open and stuff. So, um, But we are going to do some hiking. Um, there's a there's a mine there in, in Colorado we want to go to her because we're interested in we're both history people and and uh, fun stuff. So there's a lot of history in Breckenridge, Colorado. It's not just the the bougie shops downtown and the skiing. There's a lot more there than than what I thought because I've been there before and I didn't really do much when I was there other than the bars and restaurants. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of the mountains out there and doing that and then you know we just thought we're coming off a summer where we had one of the hottest summers we've had in recent years i was like let's go somewhere where it's cold <laughs> nice that works and it, yeah so it's not going to be anything crazy you know most people don't think of breckenridge as a honeymoon spot because it really isn't but for us it's going to be and we're going to have a lot of fun all right let's talk a little football buddy we'll uh we'll wrap it up with a little fun something we both really enjoy talking about on uh on sunday both the undefeated teams in the nfl went down the niners and the Eagles, which means the Chiefs are now tied for the best record in the NFL, tied for the best record in the AFC. We know all these things. So the table is set for the Chiefs to make another run at it this year. When you watch them play, and they've got the Chargers Sunday afternoon at Road Stadium, when you watch the Chiefs play this year, what do you like and not like about them? And what do you think they need to do to become their best possible version by December and January? Well, you obviously love the way the defense is playing. This one's obvious. You like the way the defense is playing, but you don't like the fact that they're not scoring like they have in the last five or six years. They're just not. Um, and you've touched on this a lot, that it's it's sort of a reinvented team um, because there is an issue with wide receivers in Kansas City. Uh, I think when you're talking about a guy like Kadarius Tony being your number one going into the season, that to me means that there was not a number one wide receiver that they felt confident with that is going to be the guy. I mean, your number one wide receiver is Travis Kelsey. That's not going to change. It's it, it, He catches more passes than anybody on the team, but the running game is good enough to get by. I don't think it's the best running game in the NFL by any means, but you still have the best quarterback who's made some just dumb throws. Like, that's the frustrating thing to me. I don't mind winning, you know, 21 to 10 against a lesser opponent, but when Mahomes is throwing two picks a game, that's kind of frustrating because then you're having to fight a little bit more. You're putting way too much pressure on your defense. Um, the throw we made against Denver the other night was just unexcusable. I mean, the Chiefs were driving. They were getting ready to go in and score and put the game out of reach. And it's not like the Chiefs against the Broncos were ever going to lose that game. But you're still putting yourself in spots to where the Chiefs are going to drop a game because it's just too much on the defense. They're going to run into some better quarterbacks down the stretch. There's no question. You got Herbert coming up. You got Jalen Hurts. I mean, there, there's all kinds of quarterbacks that can beat that defense. So you just hope they find a middle ground to where their offense is, let's say it's 75% of what it's been, and the defense is 175% better than what it's been. So they'll, they'll figure it out. I'm not worried about the Chiefs missing the playoffs or anything. They're going to win this division. That's pretty much already over, in my opinion. Um, but there are some division games coming up that they could struggle and mess around with the Raiders and lose. I mean, they could struggle, mess around with, with the Chargers and lose. Um, but I, I, I just think they need to find some sort of middle ground to where they're maybe winning 28-7 to 7 instead of 19-7 to 7 to make the fans a little more happier, I guess. But it is what it is. Just keep winning. College football, you're out west, and the Pac-12 is really good this year. There's a lot of really good teams. Now, USC didn't look very good last week. 
against Notre no. Dame, but Washington and Oregon had a played a, a terrific game, and they're both very, very good. There's a whole bunch of, you know, maybe top 15 teams in that league. Here in our parts, Missouri Tigers are making a lot of waves. Brady Cook's having a tremendous year at quarterback, and this Luther Burden at wide receiver is like, he'd be the Chiefs' best receiver if they had him right now. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's elite. And their other receivers, number two and number three, are outstanding, but Burden's just a, an absolute freak show. Missouri is six and one, Spence. They, they got a real thing going on here now. I don't think they're going to make any kind of a run at Georgia in the division, but it's been it's been really interesting to watch Missouri play this well. They should be seven and zero. Oh. They really should, and that they're they're kicking themselves for the LSU game. Obviously, they go to Kentucky, who I think is is okay. They got off to a hot start, but that's they're an eight win team at best. I mean, it's you know there's there's teams in the SEC that always get off to hot starts that you think are going to be really good, they end up going 8-4. Kentucky's one of those teams. Um, you just hope Missouri isn't one of those teams. Now, obviously, there are some tough games on the schedule. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. So they, they could be really good and be 8-4. and four. And I don't know if if you're a Missouri fan, are you mad about that? If you lose to Georgia, if you lose to Tennessee, and you end up 8-4, and four, are you? I don't think you're too upset with the way the season went, especially when the quarterback play has been better. You've got arguably the best wide receiver in the SEC on your team. And Missouri's had teams like that before. They've had the best player at certain positions in the conference at, you know, five out of the last 10 years, you would say. You know, they've had a guy who is the best at what he does. You look at Nick Bolton, you look at, uh, you know, Luther Burden, you look at these guys they've had, they just haven't been able to put together a 10 win team. So, is you got to beat the Tennessees. You got to you got to beat the Floridas. You got to beat those teams in the SEC East to win ten games, to have a chance to go to New Orleans or Atlanta and play Alabama in that title game. That's just what that's the goal. That's what you look at. I don't know if they can do that, but they're having a lot of fun playing, and they've won some really really entertaining games this year. They're a very fun team to watch. They really are. Saw quite a change with Kansas State last Saturday at Texas Tech. And I think, you know, we've been watching Will Howard, who was just tremendous down the stretch last year and and has NFL potential and size and arm and all those things, make all these bad decisions and force throws and play tight. I, I think I would describe him. He's been playing tight. I think I now know why. I think he's been looking over his shoulder in practice for weeks, wondering when Avery Johnson was going to come in the game. And when you're thinking like that as a starting quarterback – it's pretty hard to get your head in the right place, but it has been a, a complete 180 for Will Howard and Avery Johnson came in. And I look, I don't think Avery Johnson's going to play every snap the rest of the way. I don't think that's it at all, but what a talent they have in a true freshman. And I know Kansas state fans are really excited with what they saw. All right. So check this out. Skylar Thompson left what two years ago. Yes. Uh, so ever since Skylar Thompson left Kansas state, each of the last two years, there's been one thing in common. Kansas State has lost the game because Chris Kleiman was playing the wrong quarterback. That's already happened this year, in my opinion, at Oklahoma State. He threw three interceptions. Avery Johnson was basically just a, a decoy when he was on the field, didn't really do a whole lot. And you could argue that had Avery Johnson played in that game, Kansas State would have been able to slow it down and turn the ball over less and at least get out of there with a the win. Right? I won't disagree with you, but I will play devil's advocate and say, since he's a true freshman, there's a – you know, there's a timetable for when you're actually ready to go out there and do that. And he may not have been ready three weeks ago or even two weeks ago to do something like that. Uh, And you're returning a guy that's the biggest quarterback in the Big 12, 6'5", 
won the league title last year and was brilliant over a seven-game stretch. So I'd, I am not second-guessing Chris Kleiman at all, and I thought he coached that game against Texas Tech brilliantly last week, you know, saying, right. look, if they're going to play deep safeties on us and take the ball away, they basically were taking Will Howard out of the game, which is what they're all doing. They're playing two deep safeties, saying we're not going to let Will Howard throw the ball down the field. If that's what Texas Tech was going to play, he put his running quarterback in there, and it worked. So I give him credit for doing the right thing. I'm not nearly as critical of Chris Kleiman this year as I was last year. Uh, that's that's fair enough, and it worked. You're right, because things were not off to a great start in Lubbock when Will Howard was in the game. Putting Avery Johnson in changed everything. They didn't really turn the ball over. They ran it. I mean, he had five rushing touchdowns in the game. That's just there were five total touchdowns. That's he's the first guy to do that since Colin Klein did it. What like twelve years ago? Yeah. So I I think that the kid's a special talent. Um, is he ready to start at quarterback against a team like Texas and go win one of those games who has an elite defense, who has NFL players on the roster? Texas Tech's not very good. I'm just, you know, that they're okay. They were going to be a lot better this year had the, the kid from Chandler, I'm forgetting the starting quarterback's name from Arizona out here, had he not gotten hurt. Tyler Shoup, I think, or mm-hmm. Shoup mm-hmm. or something. So, that guy, that guy's a good quarterback. They were going to be a lot better team until that happened, obviously. But Kansas State did what they needed to do and go beat a lesser opponent. And they didn't do that against Oklahoma State, who is a lesser opponent. I still, to this day, I, I don't think Oklahoma State's as good of an overall team as Kansas State. I mean, they lost by 30 at home to South Alabama. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think that you, there's any excuses for that. But they're moving on. There's no question. They're moving on. Um, They've got a TCU team who K-State and TCU have always played dogfight football games. I mean, they're they're always crazy. There's something that happens. You remember last year, Kansas State had that huge lead. Couldn't hold it. Lost the game because uh, Martinez got hurt. Will Howard came in and wasn't really that good. And then he got hurt as well, if I remember. So there, <laughs> something happens every time Kansas State and TCU play each other. It's an absolute dogfight. And we saw one in person in Dallas last year. That was a great time. I wouldn't expect anything less. I don't think TCU is as good as they were last year, obviously. Um, but they got a good win. They've had a couple good wins so far this year. And they're going to be tough. Every time these two teams play, it's a dogfight. It really is. All right. So it's still five or six weeks away, but who wins the KUK State game? KU is off this week, but they've their offense is just beautifully coached and schemed. They, they had turnovers at the end of the game last week that cost them the win at Oklahoma State, they were in position to win that and didn't. But, uh, man, I, I, I just think this one's too hard to call at this point. I guess we'll have to see what K-State does at the quarterback position going forward. But uh, at the game's in Lawrence. Who do you like, KU or K-State? Well, who's won the last 13? Okay. All right. Good enough. Well, uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it's too early to tell because, they're, you know, after the Oklahoma State game, I, I, I told one of my buddies, I think Kansas is better than K-State. And, no and, and imagine if they had, imagine if they had their quarterback. I mean, Jason Bean is a decent player. He's not Jalen Daniels. I mean, is that kid ever going to come back? Like, does anybody seem to know when no. their starting quarterback is going to be back? No, it's very quiet. There's all kinds of weird stuff around it and rumors and everything else. So, no, nobody I, seems to but know. I don't get it. Like, I've talked to my KU friends. They don't understand. They're like, when is this kid going to play? Well, there are literally so people think that he's doing this so he can save a year and transfer. And make a bunch of money somewhere. Okay. That's well, I'm just telling you, there are some people that think that. That's that's the college football age we live in, I Maybe. guess. And yep. that's something that Kansas, 
they're going to have to accept I, if that's what I, I can't imagine. I don't this buy young into man that. Not way, I, I don't not buy, buy I don't buy into that at all. But I'm telling you, there are people that believe that he's doing that, that he can take a redshirt year here and use this year and keep a, a year of eligibility and transfer somewhere else and make a pile of money. I'm like, why I, would he I, do I, that? I, why wouldn't I, Kansas just pay him a pile of money? Right. Which they would. I know. Sure. I, none of it makes sense. But I've, I'm just telling you, like I said, there's just all kinds of weird stuff out there. But when you don't define what it is and Kansas really hasn't explained it all and there's no real news on some of these things, then then uh, people are going to speculate. That's that's just what happens. I'll, I'll say that Kansas can be as good as K-State with Daniels at quarterback. Without right. him, I don't think so. All right. All right. Good enough. Spence, yeah. before we wrap it up, I want to thank a couple of our sponsors for indulging us with a little fun chat here. Father, son. Like Fry Orthodontics, great family, the Fry family is, for sure. They've got 14 locations around Kansas City. Now in Lawrence, Fry Orthodontics is online at fryorthodontics.com. It's your perfect smile for life at Fry Orthodontics. B-Stock and our friends at bstock.net, Chris and the gang out there in Olathe at the retail location. Just walk right in if you want to see all the appliances, Spence. You guys are going to be getting a house here soon, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. It would be awesome if you had a place like B-Stock in Phoenix where you could find appliances for up to 40% off retail, you can do that at bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road in Olathe. And if the Chiefs win Sunday against the Chargers, don't forget, the day after the Chiefs win, use the promo code CHIEFSWIN and get the dollar amount off your tickets at Tickets for Less of however many points the Chiefs scored. So if the Chiefs scored 35 points against the Chargers on Sunday for 24 hours after the game, any Chiefs purchase the rest of the year, use promo code CHIEFSWIN and you get $35 off. It's all just right there. Ticketsforless.com. No fees added ever. We love that. Spence, we got to get you and Courtney to Kansas City sometime fairly soon and go to a football game again. It was really fun when you guys visited and we went to the Chiefs-Vikings game a few years ago. And I don't want to get too sentimental or mushy or anything like that on the podcast, but you know that we love you very much and we're very proud of you and happy for you and Courtney and wish you a blessed lifetime of health and happiness and and just a uh, just a wonderful wonderful life as a great married couple. We wish you the very best, son. I I appreciate that so much, and uh, I'm excited. It's a it's a big step. It's the uh, you know anybody who's gone through the wedding process knows that you that you just you're ready for the day to get there, and that's where we are right now. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm just so excited about it. And uh, who knows? Maybe next time we're in Kansas City, we'll go over to Beesock and pull the trigger on a few things, see if they can ship it out to Phoenix. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. Thank you, buddy. Best of luck. All right. Thank you. All right. There's my firstborn, Spencer Keatsman, marrying Courtney on this Friday. A wonderful, wonderful story. We thank him for coming on, and we thank you for indulging us and, you know, listening to the podcast and having a little fun. It's been a different kind of week. We appreciate you being here and hitting that play button at Kevin Keatsman as issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Woo-hoo!